Hey buds, today we smoke two strains that come in really nice jars. We cover news stories ranging from a crammed cannabis campus cramping to a Krispy Kreme cannabis conundrum. And a jarring conversation about fictional drugs. Um, all, all of this and more today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's look at our jars some more. Okay, okay, what's with you in the jars, man? Jars! Jars? Jars! Jars? Jar, jar! Jar, jar! Musa wanna smoke some weed! Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And for all of our buds who are sticking around, hopefully the Star Wars fans didn't leave, this is episode 48, airing August 2nd, 2021, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thank you for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank Lumenspot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode and all of the other ones before it. Check out their links down below in the description, and we'll talk more about them later. So, Curtis, how you doing today, man? I am doing pretty alright. I got the next couple of days off of my actual job, so it's going to be nice chilling out, relaxing, relaxing all cool, and uh, staying the way fuck away from basketball because I'm, I'm an introvert. How about you, Shank? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, team sports. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm doing great, man. I'm having a fantastic day, actually. It was really cool. I went out to go get some food earlier. You know, I told you about that Roofhound place that I get burgers from. Yeah. Um, for for the buds listening at home, it's the Roofhound Brewing Co. They're in Kingston here. Not sponsored, actually, like surprisingly enough. Um, but yeah, I eat there often enough. But anyway, I was in there talking to a dude in there, and he was telling me about this beer last time I was in there called the Big Stink. And uh, normally I don't drink. Both buds at home know that. You know that. And um, I was like, you know what? He told me it was based around cannabis. Like it's like it's called the Big Stink because of cannabis. Right. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome, right? And so I was in there getting some food today, and I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, dude. I'm recording the podcast tonight, so I'm going to grab one of those uh, one of those bottles of Big Stink so that I can drink it, you know, while I'm on the podcast. And he was like, you know what, man? It's on the house. So shout out to the Roofhound Brewing Co. in Kingston, Nova Scotia. <coughs> if any of you buds out there are in the area, go check them out. Best burgers in town, hands down. And they're not paying me to say this. I just fucking love eating there. And they... This is a free beer amongst friends, in my opinion. This does well, not count as a sponsorship. Well, it must be pretty good, considering he's making such a big stink about it. But I'm tisk. Oh, see, I love that. That too. But, That's, uh, but it is it is a good beer, honestly. It tastes delicious. Uh, I'm a big fan. But I had a good day. Got some weed. I'm ready to record. Ah, so you got Doing two great. things that got some big stink to them. That's that's very, very true. And uh, before we get on to the show, though, I do need to remind the buds at home to check out our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page for some really great behind-the-scenes stuff that we post there, as well as some funny content that we post regularly. They can also, if they feel like it, jump over to our Discord, where we have some awesome conversations and we check in there daily. Got some links downstairs in the description for you, buds. You can check it out. Meow. Absolutely. You can check it out there, talk with us, let us know what you think and what we can do to make the show better. But if you like what we're doing and you want to help make the show better, you can check out our Patreon page and you can donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content exclusive for Patreon and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are downstairs below. If you do, it starts as low as a dollar, and you can join our other awesome patrons, such as Mr. Isaac and Mr. Benji Bills. Absolutely, he's not wrong. We appreciate our Patreons big time, but we also appreciate all of you buds at home who take the time to like, comment, subscribe, share this podcast with all of your buds. Helps us out big time. The free support 
is super valuable to us just on a personal level, makes us feel great that we're reaching out and touching you guys in a way that won't get us charged. <laughs> but anyway, so what do you say we get on with the reviews, eh, Curtis? Sure. Good buds review, good buds. Uh, what are you burning for the buds at home today? Well, Shank, today I am going to be burning on some animal mints. Hmm. Now, animal mints is a very nice 50-50 hybrid, almost even halfway through and through. Nice. It is a cross of Sin Mint Girl Scout cookies and animal cookies, which for the buds who've been listening for a while, or if you haven't, I smoked some of that back in episode 16. You can go back and check it out if you want to. But yes, you did. today, the phenotype that I am smoking on was grown by Godflower here in Detroit. It was lab tested at 20.5% THC. And oh boy, does it have a fantastic jar. Like, yeah. Like Shank was mentioning it at the beginning, and I have to mention it now. The jar on this is just cool. Nice, thick glass. It's clear all the way through, so you can see all the little weed nuglets before you even fucking buy it. It's got a very mm. nice, simple labeling on it, and this very easy-to-open matte black lid. Very nice, very gorgeous. cool. Still child safety proof, but very nice. Sleek. Now, exception of the jar, the actual weed inside the jar are buds that are semi-smaller than normal. I would say, like, smaller medium nugs. However, they are semi-soft to the touch, a little bit of squeeze to them, but they are pretty dense. You do get a lot out of it per, you know, little budlet. Busts up fluffy. Busts up pretty fluffy. Nice. Now, the color is a nice light chartreuse all the way through, but it's hard to tell if that's the actual weed or the very fuzzy, very crystally icy <laughs> coating of crystals and trichomes all throughout the outside of it. It nice. literally makes it look, uh, what's the best word? Like wool or felt, almost. Just oh, nice. a nice, nice little that, weaving yeah, like, of it. Like that little cotton wool that you get, yeah. Exactly. But it's a nice little sharp, uh, light chartreuse color to it. Very nice little green. However, throughout all those uh, crystals and trichomes, you can see some of the leaves that are peeking out, which are a nice darker emerald, giving a little bit of color speckle to it. Noise. And there are also some nice clusters of orange hairs that are just peeking out ever so slightly here and there. A uh, little bit duller than a rust color, or a little bit duller than a normal orange, but brighter than a rust color. So just kind of like yeah. one of those mid-tier orange. But yeah, It just kind of looks like it looks a nice little touch there. Exactly. But all in all, it looks all nice, sprinkled together. Very nice uh, defined buds, I should say. And... I'm going to open this very nice little cool-ass jar and let you oh, buds yeah. know what the smell tastes like. Smell smells smell. like. Smell tastes like. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, what the smell the smells smell. like. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. Anyway, okay. Oh. Are you okay? Oh. Dude, your face just almost turned inside out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, buds. All right. Pungently cheesy. <laughs> It ain't easy being cheesy. It is not easy being cheesy. And this isn't a good cheddar. This isn't a mozzarella or even like a Gouda. This is a blue cheese, Bermuda, and Gorgonzola cheese. Oh, no. Like, (laughs) it's not one of those cool, like, this one was soaked in brine, and you probably bought it soaked in brine. (laughs) Or saran wrap to preserve freshness. It has this slight saltiness to it, too. Like, I swear, it smells like a straight-up charcuterie plate in here. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, I do get this... More like charcuterie. Exactly. I do get this <laughs> slight hint of Kush scent at the end. 
I mean, it's yeah. not like a huge amount to be like, oh my god, it's so noticeable, but it's something else other than fucking cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And trust me, I'm a guy who likes some mozzarella sticks here and there, but fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both love cheese. We are firm cheese advocates. I actually like those stinky cheeses yeah. to eat them, but I know that the smell of them is not the you know exactly. you don't bring it to your office. And fu- the other thing is, I'm not dis- I'm not disappointed in the actual cheese. I'm more disappointed because I smell no mint and I smell no animals. But this no. would be a very good strain if you were a fan of dairy or if you live in Wisconsin or Italy, because you know yeah. those people just don't give a fuck. Cheese is cheese. Yeah. Let's go. Cheese. <laughs> Let's go, Packers <laughs> like, or Italian like football cheese. team. <laughs> 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 Doesn't matter either way, but no, that sounds like interesting. I mean, it's been a little while since we had a cheesy strain on here. A super cheesy strain at that, yeah. but I don't know. We'll have to see how it tastes, and hopefully I don't have cheese breath for the rest of the episode. But <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. Uh, but before we do that, Shank, what are you smoking on for us today? Well, this week I am going to be burning on some L.A. Kush Cake, which uh, this this phenotype was grown by Top Leaf Cannabis Company uh, here in Canada. Canada, Jesus. Um, we should rename Canada. Okay, we're starting a petition. Rename Canada, Canada. But uh, it's grown by Top Leaf Cannabis, and it is a cross of wedding cake and Kush mints. What? Wait, wait, wedding cake? Wait a minute. Didn't... Wedding cake and Kush mints. Didn't you just... Wait a minute. Yeah, didn't you? Ju- yeah, episode forty-four. Yes. You just smoked something by uh, Turo Cannabis. Their phenotype of wedding mints is wedding cake and Kush mints. What a! I didn't even know that until just this moment, bud. So this is pretty amazing. But yeah, uh, didn't I probably didn't re- remember because well, I probably didn't even realize because this was in this one is in such a fucking amazing jar. Yeah, the other one wasn't um, in that cool of a fucking jar. I remember, I had no. I had to put it on the fucking YouTube yeah. video. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't as cool of a jar, but this jar is fucking badass. Um, I'm, just a quick passing note, uh, mine was lab-tested at 24.2% THC, so that's badass. Um, it is a very strong hybrid indica, so leading towards the indica side of things. Right. Now, these nugs, first off, I gotta say the jar. Right. Also with a nice, crisp, matte black lid, very nice to look at. My, mine is also made of glass that's heavy. It feels heavy enough that if you put it in a sock, you could club somebody with it, and it would put them out. Oh, yeah. Like, and not, and not damage the jar. Which is like, I mean, hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, but it's a solid fucking jar. It's a solid jar, and it's, but mine, unlike yours, it isn't clear, so I can't see the beautiful nugs within, but it is a, like, powder coated black, right? This nice, like, chic powder coated black with this nice gold, their emblem for top leaf is this nice gold reflective metallic. It's beautiful, classy, classy looking jar going up on my shelf and it is going to be reused um but aside from the jar these nugs are also gorgeous man they're tight and dense nugs with a very beautiful kind of bright jade green color mixed in with these light almost yellowish lime tones Hmm. um it's which are more subtle um it has really kind of short, very subtle yellow brownish, like kind of yellowish brownish looking stigma on the outside. Like the red hair isn't really red; it's more of a yellow brown color. Right. And they're bare, and but they're barely visible. They're not really noticeable, or like you know, it's not as pronounced as your strain. Um, but it is still just speckled here and there. But the insane amount of crystal on the outside of them is my favorite thing to look at because. It, it makes them look frosty, whether you're looking at them through a camera flash or your naked eye or whatever. They look like they have 
a frosted coating like it's like Kellogg's frosted nugs like it's amazing um I love looking at it and obviously here here at the good buds podcast we love ourselves from frosty nugs they're <laughs> caked <laughs> they're caked uh, but it's beautiful beautiful to look at now the smell of them mm. can't stop looking at how nice that jar is but it's beautiful beautiful kind of tangy and earthy kush smell like i get the kush stronger than anything um it's not really minty but you know whatever <laughs> it's not like it's Happens. not like it's but like yeah but it's uh, but it is very cushy i get that diesel very strong i get a bit of a fresh oil like i was gonna say oil a uh, fresh soil um flavor like scent in there with a small amount of citrus um and that's kind of what I, my main takeaway is you know that's the first like when i take the first punch um that's what my sinuses get kind of give me but afterwards i get a little bit of a like an almost berry and vanilla like very subtle, subtle after like kind of scent right. sitting in my sinuses afterwards. And it, it's deep in the mix. It's not really super noticeable, but it is there. And I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it and, you know, like seeing how it treats us. Oh yeah. You know, can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta fucking smoke some weed soon. Yeah. But before we do that, very quickly, I need to remind the buds at home to check out our Instagram page. If they're not already looking at our YouTube video, which they should be right now, because all of these cannabis strains are floating behind our heads as we speak about them in beautiful, magical fashion, um, subscribe while you're there. You can go to our Instagram at goodbudspodcast and check out photos of these nugs that we'll be posting there so you buds can check them out whenever you feel like hopping on there. And while you were there, make sure you click that little follow icon that you see because you will get updated and notified whenever we post anything cool on there or we have any upcoming cool shenanigans going down that you might want to know about. Absolutely. We post announcements, all that other stuff, and pictures of the nugs. But if you want some extra content coming across your feed, you can check out my personal Instagram over at GoodBudsCurtis. I take some massive bong hits and show you some behind the scenes while I edit the YouTube videos. He absolutely does, and it is worth clicking that follow button while you are over there. And while you're at it, check out at GoodBudsShank, where I post some ice, like esoteric bullshit and lots of you know, like artsy fartsy stuff me staring at the camera smoking joints you know it uh it's follow weird. me while you're there yeah, it's weird it's but weird. if you're into it follow them if you're into it yeah cool uh give me a follow and uh we appreciate all of you for doing that because like we said it'll let you know when things are coming up and curtis knows what's coming up absolutely <laughs> it's time for a b -b -b bong hit so hopefully yeah, yeah. i got my bong pack right here i got my bong pack right here and hopefully the buds at home, you have a bong packed. If not, you have a bowl packed, a joint rolled, a blunt rolled, a vape ready, a rig ready, or an edible, which go ahead and take that right it. now. Eat it now. You know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, But everybody, grab your proper whatever the fuck. It is time to bu -bu -bu blaze it. Toke, toke, skip oak. Curtis, how's that treating you today? Oh, oh, you sound a little rough. Um, I'm okay, but but my hit's not exact, not as rough or pungent as the scent would have, you know, made me think of. It's a light amount of cheesy, but it's kind of mellowed down to like that mozzarella, cheddar, uh, gorgon or mo or monster cheese, kind of like a Little Caesars pizza. 
like the cheese that they oh, use. Oh, okay, on yeah. Like the like you're not sure if it's real or fake, but you're okay with eating it anyway. Oh, I'll eat a whole fuck ton of it if yeah. I need to. Hundred percent. percent. It does still retain that slight bit of saltiness that comes through, as well as a little bit of spice, and the kush kind of matches with it nicely too. Kind of like a spice combination. Holy shit! This tastes like a Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> nice. Which I haven't had in a couple nice. days, so I know it's not like you know. Oh, I ate that earlier, so it's just like you know res- residual. Yeah. No. Okay. The tote dislodged a piece, piece that was stuck in my teeth or something. Exactly. Like, no, straight up, just tastes like, that's cool, man. No, it fucking tastes legitimately like a little piece of pizza. So <laughs> I'm going to hit more of that because it's very nice, soft, easy to hit. And uh, think, how was, how was your strain? Uh, strong. Alive. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Very strong. I was stronger, but it was very strong. Um, very harsh hit. Um, cushy. Very, very cushy off the get-go. Um really green and fresh tasting you know it had like it did have a green kind of fresh like fresh cut grass almost grassy kind of flavor to it right um very hot toke like that toke it was not for the uninitiated like i said luckily i was stronger than it but it very nearly i had to reach out and grab my like soul and stuff it back in the chasm that is the black pit of my chest um but uh like it basically um you just had to uh, second degree dr strange yourself Pretty much, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, third-person Doctor Strange game just happened. Um, but, but for a second. But, um, but yeah, no, it was good. Um, it tasted cushy. Very solid cush flavor. Uh, but that's really all I got out of it, uh, for the most part, um, because it was so damn harsh. Luckily, I have uh, this big stink here, like I was saying before. I have the big stink, and that kind of helped stem yeah, the... the... It, it helped me cool. stop making a big stink about it. Exactly. Well... Cools down the throat, fucking makes it nice, yeah. relaxed, and hopefully, fucking. Obviously, you got a very strong reaction from it, but we got to see what other people's reactions were. True. And in order to do that, these are the online opinions of other stoners who are online, as we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinions. Absolutely. So the animal mints, uh, as I've seen from some online reviews. It tends to be a relatively relaxed and happy high. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very euphoric and cerebral, respectively, in those uh, ways, too. Um, cool. It's Now, it's also should have definitely been labored or labeled as a cure-all strain, considering it's <laughs> good for chronic pain, insomnia, muscle spasms, depression, cramps, and loss of appetite, as well as anxiety and uh, other shit. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on I the feel list. like it should have been like one of those medicine commercials where the stuff's like scrolling from the bottom and, yeah. and it's telling you all the bad shit except for the good things. Exactly. <laughs> it's all the good things it does. But Yeah, ask your doctor because... about us a flea shot. <laughs> good for But because of the loss of appetite, that also means <laughs> it does cause the munchies, or it causes mm. dry mouth, or it causes both. Doesn't matter. Regardless, I got some munchos, I got some bevros, I am all here, yeah. all prepared. Seasoned stoner, garlic powder, all that shit. Shake. Damn right. What are they saying about your strain? Well, the actually uh, the Kush cake. It's oddly enough, I did not find a connection between Kush cake and wedding mints when I was doing this review search, which is why I was so surprised when you know, like when I was reading through and I was like, wait a minute, and then right. both kind of like I, that's the reason that I didn't find any connection. But um, I did find some good reviews. Uh, people say that it's a very calming, euphoric, slightly sedative strain. Now, here's my favorite trait, though. It's also arousing. I'm biting my bottom lip. I'm biting <laughs> my top lip. 
and winking with both eyes. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh, seriously though. Um, they haven't said it. They didn't say anything about dry mouth um, or munchies to speak of from the reviews that I saw about it. But obviously, like Curtis said, I have my big stink beer right there. I've got my bev my snackies right over here and some extra bev just in case I run out. And uh, I am also prepared seasoned stoner garlic powder. So, uh, but speaking of being prepared, Curtis, I think you are right to say that to me because I have a joint rolled right here, ready to go. Yeah, and I'm prepared with a joint right here as well, my friend. Yeah, because we are prepared, peppered. Um, wah, wah, wah. And <laughs> hopefully you buds at home also have your joints rolled so you can join us in this next little activity. We're going to take a quick mm -hmm. little dry hit to see if we can get a little extra flavor profile from the joints before we do what they were intended to do. Good buds ASMR moments. Hey, okay. Alright, alright. How's that, how's that taste for you, man? So, for me, I'm getting, strangely enough, a little bit more of that light, cheesy flavor. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a lot sweeter this time, for some reason. Oh. I'm getting a lot more of the Kush flavor coming through as well. Which is interesting, because if I just actually smell the joint, it just smells like pungent shit cheese. <laughs> but Not great cheese. By tasting it, it tastes like a sweet, fucking, like, oregano flavored cushy mix some thyme nice. and fucking cheese in there i'm liking it how about you man yeah, cool man um with this it's uh i'm getting a lot of that kush obviously right off the get-go again um very very cushy flavor but it's really neat because through this method i'm getting a lot more of the berry flavor and the vanilla flavor that are kind of coming through um that i didn't even get in the scent as much like it's not even it's stronger than even like when i smell it Still smells like a kush plant just solid kush there's nothing but kush i can get off of this it might as well have been someone putting a diesel soaked rag in front of me right and not in a bad way again uh but uh but when i smoke through it i get that kind of like a little bit of sweet very like kind of sweet sugary berry vanilla flavor so i'm interested in uh, i'm interested in seeing where it goes and, right. and for you buds at home Kurt, curtis is trying his damnedest to not turn his face inside out while he was sniffing his joint there while i was describing mine but <laughs> it was it was <laughs> he's he was like sniffing it and then puffing through it and it was like frown smile frown smile frown smile it was like one of those things where people put their hand in front of their face but, so but anyway sniffing them. yeah but it's good man i think it's going to be fantastic but we got to do something to it before it'll be the best it can be we have to light it on fucking fire, fire. <laughs> it is a perfect time to do it because it is 420 somewhere in the world always in the world somewhere so it is time well, to it's always 420 here so hopefully you buds have your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your edibles. You can take them now if you haven't already, or take them again. Doesn't matter. Double dose. It doesn't matter. Pass out later. <laughs> I was gonna say, eat, the, eat, eat, eat another dose. That first dose wasn't strong enough. It hasn't kicked in in the last ten minutes. Trust me, you're good. <laughs> bad advice. Bad advice. Shank for the dead. All right, but anyway, <laughs> it is time to bubble bu blaze it. Toke toke shkaboke. Toke smoke. Oh, thank goodness. Alright, Curtis, so how's that burning through the joint there, brother? Let me fucking taste it first. <laughs> I can taste mine. Right you Russian, man. Oh, I can taste mine, man. It's so good. It's so much better than the bog. I mean, I know I'm a joint person, but it's not killing me. Light cheesy! Yay! Light cheesy it's like, goodness! It's like subpar, but it's also cheesy. It's par cheesy. 
I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's actually really good. It's fucking like full coating on the tongue. I'm getting a little bit more of the Kush flavor. It's got that nice light cheesiness, but it also still tastes like a like a beginner charcuterie plate. Like I started, I'm kind of getting like some grape tone in there too, a little bit. The, yeah, the saltiness more is from crackers, not the brine of the cheese. So it's it's mm. it's tolerable. I'm liking it. It's pretty okay. good. Pretty good. How about you, Shake? That's good. Um, honestly, it's very very cushy. Uh, but it's more berry tones. Berry, sorry, I should say, uh, it's very very cushy berry with tone. more berry tone. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a, it's, it's good, man. Um, it's got, um, still got a harshness to it. It's still got a, like a bit of a chemical, not chemically, but like the acidity almost feeling to it in the toke. Um, that makes it a bit harsher on the throat, but it is still very tasty and way less kick you in the balls than the bong hit was. I think the bong hit all at once kind of drove it a little bit deep. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I had to, I had to bite my, you know, bite, bite my lip a little bit so I didn't, you know, Ooh, puppy. Ooh. you know but no but it's uh it's it's really good um it tastes fantastic uh i'm looking forward to seeing how the strain treats me um i'm hoping that i don't get too aroused during the podcast here you know as it is uh you know because the strain is a bit known for that but Allegedly. we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes um uh, maybe the beer and the see now the beer is gonna do it fucking yeah the beer is gonna Shake do doesn't it. drink that much so now he's, he's... Oh, there he goes. He's taking a sip of his beer, and now that he's drinking it, he's just gonna be like, "Hey, what's up, buds? So buds, so buds, you come here often." <laughs> but uh, hopefully, every week, where you like, comment, and subscribe, bam, <laughs> that's what we call a branding opportunity, yo. Uh, but um, fucking no, it's it's good strain. I'm really liking the taste of it so far, especially through the joint. Like I said, I know I'm a joint guy, but. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, man, I was stoked, man. I had a, I got a fucking burger earlier. I got a I got a beer, you know, from them down there. Like, I mean, good people down there, man. Good people yeah. at the Roof Hound. Like, it's like if if you when you come here to visit, not 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 if it happens, because it's going to happen as soon as the restrictions loosen up. We're gonna make it happen. When you come up here to visit, that is one of the places I am guaranteed to take you to eat. Like guaranteed because they have, like. I have no vested interest in them. I don't know anybody who owns the place or have any relation to them. Like, they just make some fucking tasty-ass hamburgers, and I am a hamburger fanatic. Like, I'm a burger maniac. I love them. If, if you know, those questions where people are like, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And people are Bang like, out. oh, I'm conflicted. I'm like, no. The burger! Nice. Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> no questions. I love them, man. And so, yeah, I'll take you, like, you know, and when I come to visit, we won't go to your work establishment to eat. I'm sure that the food there is absolutely fine, but I don't want to make you if have I'm to not go co- into work when you're not yeah, working. Yeah, if I'm not cooking it, it, we're not eating it. Um. That's what I mean, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll go we'll go to somewhere else, but I, I'll stop in there to see the place where you work. But, you know, obviously, I'm not, we, we won't eat there. We'll, we'll go somewhere else to eat, and we'll tell them that. <laughs> we'll be like, we're not eating here, and then we'll just leave. Bye. <laughs> no, it's great food. It's I kid, I kid. But, but, uh, but yeah, man. It's it's honestly like, um, yeah, like you know, like good people down there, man. Like I fucking, I've been going there. They know me by they know me by voice now, right? So when I call on the phone, they're like, Billy, how you doing? I'm like, good. <laughs> Getting some burgers and ta- and and pulled pork tacos. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but yeah, fucking 
I used to have a couple places like that around here, like McDonald's right near my house. Mm. I used to be able to pull around and I'll just be like, or at first it was a couple times going in, and then it would be like, I would just say the first part of my order, which was two big chickens, no mayo. After that, yeah. they were just like, oh, I know the rest of your order. You can pull up. It'll be, you know, $6 or whatever. Okay. Sweet. So eventually it would get to the point where I would just come up and I'd just be like, you know, because I saw uh, uh, Epic <laughs> yeah. Meal Times do it. And they actually figured it out. They're just like, oh, what's up? Yeah, pull around. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. You know. And then you that's magnificent. I fucking love it, dude. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, and, and it's good. Like, I love local places. Like, I mean, I, I get that McDonald's is a chain or whatever, but the people there right. were local, like, right? Oh, the, yeah. Like, the people there knew you, that knew you were local people. And, like, and I love going into places with, like, local people and going in there and, like, you know, something close by to you. And, like, even if it's probably, it's a franchise, so you're still supporting a franchise owner or whatever, right? And, like, so it's one of those things where when you go in there and you get to know them and you support those smaller businesses or those smaller companies, it's fucking, it, feel, it feels good, man. Because, like, you know, like, I could get an out-of-the-box kind of thing, or even I could cook my own meals because I love cooking. I'm, I'm, me and the other half are both fantastic cooks, and we love doing it, but... Oh, like, yeah, obviously I do, too. Like, I do it for a job. Yeah, and you do as well, right? You do as well, right? And like, and so you like you love to make your own experimental recipes for yourself, and you do your stuff at work and everything, right? And so, like, I don't mind that, but there's something about going to a local food place, especially one that makes legitimately good food, like Roof Hound or even McDonald's. Fuck it, McDonald's is tasty. Don't yeah. at me. Uh, but, but it, like, you know, like, it's, it's nice. And, you know, it's just good to go out, not worry about the dishes, not worry about anything else, fucking... Just munch down, have a grand old time. And and so, like I said before, I appreciate them hooking me up with beer today so I could try this out because they described the beer. It's funny, Curtis. On the board they have in the store, it says that it's uh, fruity, uh, dank, and hoppy. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, and I told him, I, I was like, I was like, so you describe it as dank? He's like, I was like, that's, I was like, it's pretty brave, you know, describing it as dank. And, uh, Right. And uh, he was like, he was like, he was like, oh yeah. He's like, but that's that's how we roll, though, right? So fucking. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. That made me once even more knowing the fact that they not only they're like on board with knowing the fact that they're on board 100 percent with the cannabis plan makes them even more supported local business. Oh, they're a Canadian brand, so hopefully they're already okay with it because it's already established. Oh, 100 percent. But there are still people. Uh, that's oh, I the can thing, imagine. Though, There's traditional. There's still a stigma. There's still a stigma. Like there are still some people out there that are that are grandfathered into the hatred of cannabis and all things associated with cannabis. Um, mainly just poor education. Um, and also just uh, it's hard to change your opinion, man. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's 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 it, we're not really taught when we're young how to change our opinions and do it gracefully. So a lot of people have a hard time doing that into adulthood, right? Because it's never a focus. Um, right. And there are some people out there, luckily a lot of people in our generation, a lot of buds actually, pretty much every bud that listens to this podcast feels this way, but like, you know, it's 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 good to change your opinion every now and then. And ad admitting that you've learned something is never a bad thing, but digging your heels in and saying you refuse to will always be a bad thing. Exactly. It's always yeah. nice to learn new stuff. Hundred percent. But some old people don't don't do it, man. You still, when I walk into the cannabis section of the NSLC, there will be an old lady there with fucking five boxes of wine and a shopping cart, and she'll give me a dirty look when I walk into the cannabis section. So it still happens, right? Right. You know, but Everyone not has as much. Luckily, 
not as like not as much likely. I think, hey, fucking get your five boxes of wine, lady. Exactly. I hope he's partying. But, wherever you are, wherever you are, blue haired lady, I hope you partying tonight. Well, <laughs> hopefully people can, you know, learn more, you know, experience more mm. and get more information to we help with judgment. that, don't we? We do help with yeah. that in our news segment, but before we get to that, we have before, to get to yeah. our ad spot. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, do you like, over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out LumenSpot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you LumenSpot for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Thank you, LumenSpot. Love you for your thing. But like we said, we're good at teaching people stuff. We're good at giving out that information. And in order to do that, we have to get to We Do's Worldwide. Uh, It took me a while getting to the fucking news segment. Now I have a cold. Uh, (laughs) I was a little bit stuffed up. I'm a bit stuffed up. So... (coughs) Sorry for that, but we have the news. We're going to bring you the news because that's what we do, damn it. We're a reputable yeah, and news still, source. And he, and he still sounds beautiful. Anybody out there who thinks he doesn't sound beautiful just because he's a little bit stuffed up, at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, but go ahead, Curtis. But Tell I, the buds at home what the first story of the day is. So the first story of the day comes to us from kdrv.com. The links will be downstairs below in the description. A lot of our news stories are a little bit short today, so bear with us. Mm-hmm. What we have today is dozens detained in a raid on a filthy, cramped cannabis grow near Central Point. The Jackson County That's Sheriff's good. Office said that <laughs> officers seized almost 7,400 cannabis plants, 1,800 pounds of processed cannabis, vials of extract, cocaine, guns, ammo, and cash. I'll get to all of this in a little bit, but... Jesus Christ. So Central Point, (laughs) Oregon. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office says that it found migrant workers living under uninhabitable conditions on a black market marijuana farm raided by law enforcement near Central Point last week. Uh, It was around 7 a.m. last Thursday that officers from JCSO, Medford Police Department, the Illegal Cannabis Enforcement Team, Medford Area Drug and Gang Enforcement, U.S. Homeland Security Investigations, and the U.S. Marshals. Fuck ton of dudes. Uh, A lot of dudes. They descended on an alleged black market grow up in the... All of the letter letter places. All of the letter places. (laughs) A lot of uh, anagrams there. Yeah, acronyms. Acronyms, those are the words. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I think anagrams are where you take the word and swish the words around, like if you take dick and you make it into dick. Lion's oil is still lion's oil. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so 2000 block this took place on the 2000 block of Villas Road near Central Point. JCSO <laughs> said that the operation had no permits to grow or process cannabis. So during the raid, investigators said that they found three AR style rifles, an AK-47, and a nine millimeter handgun in a three-piece suit. I'm sorry. Wait, what was catch twenty what was catch twenty two doing there? I'm sorry, it was a nine millimeter and a high capacity drum magazine. Oh. Uh, hey, motherfucker, what do? So one of the right. rifles had been reported stolen out of L.A., which is also funny. Um, yeah. So 
on top of all those guns, they also seized, uh, they also found and seized, like I had said before, a fuck ton of cannabis plants, uh, spread between 35 non-permitted greenhouses, more than, uh, 1,800 pounds of already processed cannabis, 71 vials of cannabis extract, 10.5 grams of cocaine, which probably was just for the after parties after a good day's work. Uh, or to keep them working. Or to keep them working at a high pace. Uh, the aforementioned guns, large amounts of ammunition, and more than $9,000 in cash. Yeah, usually they use coke when meth gets people too twitchy. Exactly. The JCSO yeah. said that 35 people were detained and interviewed during the investigation. Uh, living in conditions for the migrant workers at the Grove site were uninhabitable, the agency said. Living in working areas were filthy, cramped, and otherwise unsafe, with many sleeping on cardboard inside shipping containers with little to no access to bathing and bathroom facilities. Yeah, there's a few pictures here and there. Uh, for any of you buds watching YouTube right now, you can see it. It's not not pleasant. Absolutely. It's now, garbage. Now, the investigation into the growth site is still ongoing, says the JCSO. The state and local officials identified a number of electrical and building code violations. So, on top of all the stuff that's happening with the state, all the regular yeah. stuff, the fact that they might yeah. get deported because they're migrants, yeah. all this other stuff, they also called yeah. in Oregon OSHA, who brought in two <gasps> inspectors to catalog violations and administer sanctions. They oh, got fucking OSHA involved. They are <laughs> fucked. They're fucked. They're, you're fucked. Sorry, guys. I mean, you, you, you could get deported? Like, Fine. You're FBI, getting... FBI, eh, no. ICE, eh. CIA possibility of getting sent to Guantanamo, like whatever, but but OSHA, IRS, and OSHA, bud, you might as well strip all your clothes off and fit your hands as far up in your butthole as you can get them because they're about to be restrained in handcuffs. Like, you need to shoot up there as fast as you possibly like, completely turn yourself inside out and just go into a fifth dimension. Because I was about to say, just completely implode yourself, go to the fifth dimension. Yep. Yeah, just like, like, just like, disappear inside of your own like anus. Just turn like. <laughs> but that's probably the best case scenario. And like I said, yeah. check out the pictures. Check out the links down below for what the hell is going on. And that's basically it for this yeah. story. Like, but the uh, only unfortunate part is, since I said dozens, the only thing I've been thinking about is a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Well, fun fact, Curtis, that makes for a fantastic segue that we didn't at all plan before this. Really, Shane? Uh, my, what do we got? Yeah. My first news story for the evening is about an official from the beautiful state of New Mexico saying that they're a little bit concerned with something called the Krispy Kreme effect. Now, the Krispy Kreme effect, for those out there who are uninitiated in the ways of delicious donuts it's and when, stupid fucking economic it's processes. It's when an awesome-ass DJ who's a white boy decides to change his name because people are offended, right? First of all, <laughs> Krispy Kreme is a fantastic fucking rapper. Second of all, yeah. second of all, not quite. Okay. <laughs> but what it is, is it's when essentially uh, a Krispy Kreme opens up in a local area. People get so fucking excited about the fact that a Krispy Kreme is opening up in that local area that they flood into it and buy everything. So much so that they can't restock it fast enough and they run out of inventory. Oh, so like a Krispy Kreme or a Chick-fil-A or a Popeye's yeah. or yeah. what was that other one? Was that one? Uh, one other one. Uh. Oh yeah, uh, urgent cares. Like 
Oh yeah, urgent care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's so it's one of those things that the, the basically from New Mexico they have a superintendent of the regulation and licensing department, which is one of the departments directly involved in the legalization of recreational cannabis. Right. Her name is Linda Tree. I'm sorry if I pronounced this name incorrectly, but Linda Tree Trujillo or Trujillo. I want to say Trujillo because I know that J Tujillo yeah. or T. I know that J's are wise sometimes, so I feel really bad about it. But I'm gonna say Linda T. Linda Trudat. Linda Trudat, you awesome. Uh, but anyway, um, they cautioned she cautioned the legislators about the so-called Krispy Kreme syndrome, saying that the outlook looks a little bit bleak because the opening occurs less than three weeks, like before 4:20. Ah. Uh. So less than three weeks before 420 legalization is going to happen, and obviously, Curtis knows, I know, all of you buds at home know exactly what happens before 420, Stock everybody up. goes out and stocks up on, yeah, you get that bulk weed, right? Stock. So, Stocks. So, in a direct quote from uh, Trudat, um, it says, it's highly likely that we will run out of cannabis in the first week, if not the first two weeks of legalization. So they're worried that within two weeks of legalization, they will not have enough cannabis left to provide for the customers and everything else. So in, a, in an attempt here, it says to get ahead of any potential shortages, the Cannabis Control Division has more than doubled its previous determined, determined cultivation cap, increasing the number of permissible plants from 4,500 to 10,000. So right. as opposed to being able to grow 4,500 plants as a grower there. <clears throat> Pardon me. You're now allowed to grow 10,000 plants, which is magnificent. Oh, yeah. Uh, but as said here, yeah, as said here in the article, though, that the uh, the number of potential plants isn't the only headache that the state's going to face. The cannabis industry in New Mexico faces a bunch of other challenges, including a water shortage that's going on right now, uh, poten potential fin financial issue and potential financial issues um, with grower startup costs, because apparently New Mexico isn't the cheapest place in the world to set up grows um yeah. so even though the sun and the temperature and everything is pretty good a lot of new mexico is pretty arid desert so you have to kind of yeah. ship in different soil and build the whole thing around it it takes a lot of work and yeah. it takes a lot of work and there's not a lot of water so it's like it takes you know so it takes a lot of time and uh even though trudat said that she expects that initial demand for legal cannabis will fade with time she also alerted lawmakers that New Mexico would likely experience a growth failure rate of about 18%, perhaps even higher. So that they got to make sure that as many plants as they're growing, they can expect 18% of those plants to not, you know, not do their thing. And uh, they haven't finalized and released or proposed regulations for dispensaries, and it hasn't concluded appointments to cannabis uh, the Cannabis Regulation Advisory Committee, which they are starting uh, for their state. Um, and they haven't announced that yet, but they do have some time. The, the deadline is September 1st for them to make some announcements, though. So hopefully I will have an update for you, buds, on that in the future. For now, that's all I had on that. Um, I got this article from The Growth Up. You can check it out. Fantastic website for some news sources. But just come listen to us instead. We'll, we'll give you the important ones. Exactly. But, and then uh, we'll tell you where to go from there, but still. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that covers pretty much the most important parts. You can obviously click on there. You can see some uh, there if you're watching the YouTube videos, see the pictures. Exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So no, that sounds. I mean, ultimately, it's uh, yeah. It looks like a lot of people are going to be uh, smoking way too much weed in uh, in uh, air, you know New Mexico, and hopefully they have a way to deal with that. Exactly. Now, the only thing that I 
I mean, it seems like they're obviously expecting and hoping for cannabis legalization by oh, yeah. 420 of next year. And obviously, yeah. I know how legalization works. You have to wait for framework and voting and stuff like that. I know. But ideally, the governor or, you know, the top leadership should implement something that at least decriminalizes cannabis usage now and then allows for legal sales in the future when it does become fully legal or whatever, just to prevent anyone else from getting arrested within three months because that's just bullshit just like hey we know we're going to legalize it but we're still going to arrest you in the next three months if you have it and then you know three months from now we cool. may get you out we may do like i i don't know i don't that's know my the current state opinion. of the law yeah you know i agree i agree and i don't know the current state of the law and especially in new mexico and stuff like that like i mean i don't know the current state of the law so it could very well be that it is legal up to a certain amount um, and if it isn't logically as a human being, I'm like, well, duh, fucking decriminalize it. And if it's not, don't prosecute, you know, like if you catch somebody smoking weed, don't prosecute them for that. If someone's standing in their own yard or standing on the side of the street or whatever, you know, if you catch somebody driving, you got caught driving while you're smoking. That's I'm sorry. Try not to get caught. You know, oh, but I don't know how we missed that. Uh, yeah. New Mexico's cannabis is uh, legal for or. Officially becoming legal for adults twenty one and older. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Well, yeah, it that's took place on. Oh, yeah, it's... yeah, it took place. No, it took place on Tuesday. So it's already. No, yeah, yeah. So it's already. No, it's legal. It is legal. It yeah. is legal. But they're not implementing it until April twentieth is when the recreational sales are gonna begin. Uh, three, sorry, three weeks before April twentieth is the date that they have set. Right. So that's. But. Yeah. Mar. Mar. Uh, January. February. Yes. I think February or January. January or February is when they intend on starting. I don't know. The words. <laughs> yeah, words. But either way, um, it would be interesting and regardless, and good, smart for them. Hopefully, if they do have any cannabis incidents in that time period, they choose not to prosecute the DA smart and everything no, else, it, and they just go fuck it. it we're not going to deal with it. No, it's legal, so it's all good. Um, yeah, we're not going to deal with it. But yeah, regardless, exactly. if they want to buy legal. cannabis, they can just go one state over to their neighbors in Arizona, which leads me into my next story. Arizona oh, yeah. has their first cannabis-friendly hotel opening in Phoenix. Neat. Uh, this is That's the... awesome. I actually want to go visit Phoenix. is one of the places on my bucket list to go visit. So oh, yeah. this is fucking convenient. I wanna... Exactly. I love Phoenix. <laughs> Good buds do Phoenix. Good buds do Phoenix. Good buds do That's America. Gonna happen. You, buds, you buds donate to Patreon and the Good Buds will do Phoenix. Good buds will do America if we can. Oh, hell yeah. If Super you donate cheap. enough to Patreon. Yeah, on buses. Good buds do America. But anyway... The Clarendon Hotel. I am not getting on a greyhound. <laughs> the Clarendon Hotel and Spa in downtown Phoenix is open for business. Hotel manager yeah. says it is Arizona's first cannabis-friendly hotel. Uh, hey. So, according to Darren Brotherton, the VP of Operations at the hotel, we are a cannabis-friendly hotel, and we have a cannabis-friendly event company that is elevating and educating the community about cannabis. Uh, the rooms that specifically cannabis users can uh, stay in are located on the west side of the hotel property where guests can partake in edibles flour and vape which ha uh, which have been purchased at a local dispensary cannabis flower usage is allowed in designated areas only which they mean your bedrooms your rooms yeah you can't smoke in the hallways or anything like that um yeah however to shop Obviously. to shop for cannabis the hotel will offer a car service to drive guests to a dispensary where they can also rent nice. pipes and bogs Pick out what they want, come back to the hotel, partake, smoke it up, blaze it. I very much... Two things about that. One, that's bitchin'. 
being able to do that. And two, I hope they sanitize everything very, very, very well, considering COVID and all that other shit. And not even with COVID, I just really wouldn't want to be all like, like over I'm, somebody else's bong when like, I, mean, yeah, I know you... that some other dude was probably, I don't know if somebody stuck his dick in that bong. People do weird okay. shit. Well, here's, <laughs> if I was getting to Phoenix, more than likely I would either take a bong with me, I would buy one while I was there, just a yeah. cheap one for myself, or I would well, buy you papers. Do is you buy a super cheap glass or you buy one, papers. and then before you leave, then before no. you leave, you go to a beach, like with the rocks, like See. the super rocky beach, and break it there, because then the rocks will make, make fucking sea glass for somebody to fucking go and find eventually. Or cut their foot with. Um, no, they're not. It's a rocky. That's a rocky beach. People should be wearing fucking shoes on a rocky ass beach. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're gonna cut your feet anyway. <laughs> or, just buy papers. But anyway, uh, the only yeah, difference. true papers. So, in terms of sanitization for the room, the only difference guests would notice in the cannabis rooms is that each will contain a scrubber, which recirculates the air to keep things fresh. And between guests, a more powerful cleaner is brought in for a deeper clean of the environment, obviously, for both COVID and just to freshen up the air from yeah. cannabis in case that's the only room that was available and you don't actually want to smoke. But if you do want to smoke, it's allowed in there. There is no cigarette smoking allowed in any of the hotel rooms, though, which is cool. pretty cool. The problem that makes sense, yeah, because t tobacco smoke does like linger absolutely a lot longer. Now, the property is listed on Bud and Breakfast, which is a website that li listing cannabis friendly accommodations worldwide. Hi, BNB. Hi, BNB. But anyway, um, <coughs> hi, BNB. So, Chef Drew Tingley, who is on the 19th season of Hell's Kitchen, and Chef Derek Upton, who is dubbed Arizona's Cannabis Chef say they are trying to enlighten the public about their positive health experiences with the plant, both shared experiences about how cannabis replaced prescription medication for depression and anxiety, in addition to other health issues. Um, but all this, Chef Derek and Chef Drew are hosting a six-course intimate dinner with cannabis-infused cuisine on Monday, July 26th whoa, whoa, whoa. from 7.30. Intimate that, has, intimate, that has my strain interested. My strain of wow, cannabis is but they hosted it Monday. I can't time, baby. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> they hosted it uh, Monday, July 26th from 7.30 to 10. Um, nice. Fucking, I don't know how it was, but I will. Hopefully it went well. Hey, if you were there, comment below, buds. If you were there, comment below. Yeah, staying there is like $140 per night. They have air conditioning, breakfast, cable, gym, hot tub, internet, parking, pool, TV, Wi-Fi, and rooms that you can smoke the dope inside of. Smoking a weed. Smoking the guns. Smoking a weed. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's magnificent, man. I think that's honestly, like, like we, we've already spoken with, obviously, like we were saying before, High B&B, we were mentioned. Yeah. Had had them on the show. And, like, but... obviously, fantastic company. And they're doing that kind of thing up here. So I'm glad somebody down in the States is kind of doing Maybe they'll merge at some point and she'll take over we'll and see. rule over that company. But regardless, well, it still seems, empire. regardless, it still seems pretty cheap for a room and yeah, but, at least that you can smoke weed in yeah. i would expect that to be inflated i mean weed yeah. usually is inflated <laughs> yeah but uh but something you know something that is uh that isn't inflated at all what's that my my next news fucking story man because this is the cheapest thing you are going to hear when it comes to doobies this week what's that you may i don't know okay so alberta has a company right now it's fucking bitching starting today literally um as we're recording this it is the 27th of uh, July? Yes. 
Yeah, July yeah, July twenty seventh. Um, I can't tell. We're in an eternal time warp when we're here in the studio, so it's hard to tell. But starting but July twenty anyway, seventh. Starting July twenty seventh, Albertans can now purchase cannabis pre rolled joints for the suggested retail price of one dollar. What? That's completely contradictive so you know, to what I was just saying. <laughs> I know it's not inflating it at all, but uh, but it, so it's really fucking cool, man. Because like uh, basically, it's like those Arizona iced teas, how they have like the ninety nine cents written right on the can, so the motherfuckers can't charge you more than ninety nine cents. They never will. I know, like they can't. Yeah, it's like it's like now it's printed. You can't change the price. Yeah, it's on the can. You can't charge me more. But uh, but so it's fucking sweet, man. Anyway, so they said. Now it's this company uh, called Grizzlers. It reminds me a lot of Brazzers because they've got a lot of Zs and ERs in their name. But Grizzlers apparently is a legacy brand that uh, legacy. was. I know leg legacy. Any of you buds at home like that? I love that term. I love that legacy term for like, free legal. Like, yeah, rather rather than saying yeah, I sold weed and I had like a bit of a thing going before it was legal to do so. They say no, no, no. I operated in the legacy cannabis market. Yes, legacy. Legacy. <laughs> but no, it's but no, it's it's uh, but it's really fantastic. It sounds like their says, weed should have a gold aura around it. <laughs> I know, right? Like legacy, it gives it like this fucking like epic vibe that I love. Like that, I love it. I am in no way knocking it or saying anything. Else. I think it sounds every... like the weed that you would get out of an orange chest in Warzone. But anyway, I know, yeah. But obviously, like Curtis, and, Curtis and I both agree on the fact that we think that every legacy dealer should be currently involved in the cannabis industry because they deserve it. Anyway. They were there first. But anyway, a new promotion from the cannabis marketing company, a higher level of thought, or a lot, will give Albertans the chance to sample pre-rolled joints from Grizzlers um, for just one dollar. Uh, the sampling program, which began today, could soon roll out to other provinces as well says the Allot CEO, Greg Pantelik. Now, it's really, really interesting, essentially. What they did here is because Alberta, unlike other provinces, has no cap on the low, the bottom price of their cannabis, right? So they have no minimum. Right. Um, a lot of provinces do. Like, say, for example, um, Nova Scotia, I believe, has um, like $3 per gram minimum or something like that. Right. So if you sold... A half a gram joint, it would have to be at least a dollar fifteen, right? Or a dollar fifty, right? Right. And so it's one of those things that, excuse me, that uh, Alberta doesn't have that. Alberta, they're like, hey, if you want to sell your weed for twenty five fucking cents, do it. I don't give a shit. Right. Like we don't care. Not our purview. Sell it. Right. And so Alberta, this company was like, all right, well, since Alberta doesn't have a bottom line, why don't we sell half gram joints as samplers for like a buck literally yeah. one dollar and so what uh like what they're saying is a customer can purchase a single 0.5 gram gri grizzlers pre-roll from licensed retailers in the in alberta and pantalist producers as a sample friendly price point so right. like for example other weed companies and other cannabis right. companies in canada can jump in on this and be like, hey, we sell cannabis in Alberta, and you know, we for our customers to be able to sample cannabis for night for a buck, you know. So why don't you right. put brand? Why doesn't a lot, which is the company that does this, make some of our samples for a buck and oh, yeah. brand them with our brand, you know, right. instead of Grizzlers or whatever? And so um, now, basically, uh, 
And a quote from Pantelik says, uh, it's somewhat like Costco on a Saturday afternoon where you're able to try some free samples, and if you like it, you can pick up the full size as well. That's what we've tried to do here. So, I love that. Because it's true. A lot of the time, I remember I'd go to my, you know, legacy, uh, my legacy grower's house before, and uh, they would hook me up with, like, you know, a nug of some random stuff that they had or whatever, right? Like, you know, they'd have, like, they'd be like, oh, man, there's some other stuff I have. Like, if you try it and like it, you know, I can get some more or whatever. And I'd be like, cool. You know, and I'd try it out and let them know whether I liked it or not. And if they, if I liked it, they may or may not have more of it. Um, and, but, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, I know that uh, pre-rolls right. are a, right, are right. a top three ca- product category, uh, according to data from Ontario right. Cannabis Store. Um, and sales continue to climb. So pre-rolls are a very big market. So if they sold them for a dollar and they could actually make a profit on that, then that would be an insanely awesome thing for them to do in every other province. Because I know if I could walk into the cannabis store down here and they were like, yeah, we got this new strain or whatever, and I wasn't going to try it for the podcast necessarily, but I still wanted to give it a shot, I'd just buy a dollar pre-roll for it and try it out. And if I like it, I'll go hop back in there and buy some more. Yeah, so it's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, that pretty much covers the entirety of that. There may be more of it in the future. Again, it comes from the growth up. You can check that out, buds, down in the right. comments below, if you want to read all of the details of it and follow some of the side links. But I think it's really interesting, and I'm really stoked, and I hope it grows. Oh yeah, and Alberta. I mean, it's not that close to me, but it's a little close to me. So hopefully, if it transfers over, it'll transfer over to Ontario, which is super close to me. And then I can just go oh, up Ontario's and get... Oh, like right beside it. Well, it's like right beside it-ish. Exactly. So hopefully I can go get some super cheap weed, but I don't know. Getting it back into Detroit might be a little bit of an issue, especially considering my final news story for the evening. A very quick one I have here. More than a ton of cannabis was seized at the Detroit border. Woo! A ton. Holy shit, like one ton. One ton, Not one like ton. one ton soup. Right, <laughs> one one ton. <laughs> so more than a ton of cannabis was seized last week at the Fort Street cargo facility at the Detroit border, according to a press release from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Customs and Border Protection Officer of Field Operations sent a trailer which was carrying aluminum caps, quote-unquote, for more thorough inspection on July 21st. In additional inspection, they revealed 2,583 pounds of cannabis packed across several pallets. See, Curtis, that's why that's why my aluminum caps never, I mean... Well, they were coming to us, so <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, they were making one hell of a fucking detour. Yeah, no, that's um, insane, dude. That's insane, Oh, bro. you think like, that's fucking, insane? Like... So, uh, well... Okay. So, Port Director David Chamberlain, yeah. in a press release, said, While CBP field operations continues to facilitate lawful trade and travel, drug interdiction remains an enforcement priority. Mm-hmm. The men and women of CBP continue yeah. to work to keep dangerous and unregulated substances from hitting the streets of the U.S. And apparently... The... Until it's really legal, they'll keep I know, but it sounds like they're doing a pretty good job considering they seized, you know, a, almost over a ton, of, or basically over a ton of cannabis, correct? Wrong. Because the, according to the well, Customs yeah, and Border mean, yeah, Protection, got... this is the second time in a month the agents have seized this amount of cannabis. In a month. In a I don't month? know where the other one was or why I didn't, wasn't able to cover it. Man, you guys have... 
you has, you smoke some really badass weed on the podcast. We grow it. You've smoked yeah. some ridiculous cannabis, and you grow, and you have good, high-quality cannabis. To, like, I mean, how good is Canadian weed that they're fucking shipping it down there Apparently by the ton? The, I mean, either they want... I mean, it is good. I, I mean, mean, it's I, the I weed that I want to smoke because it's fucking that. like, hey, this is the stuff that I got. Hey, I'm able to get that stuff now because it was illegally smuggled. Because they know, won't right? fucking allow it on NAFTA. Uh, please. Federally well, legalize it. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that how NAFTA works? Yeah, isn't that how NAFTA works? Seriously, yeah, that once they federally legalize it, once again, buds, contact your representatives and tell them what you, that you agree with the cannabis legalization bill that's going through right now and you want yeah. them to support what? it. Do it. Or just send them an email. Tweet at them. Hell, do anything. Just tweet. That's free. Go on there and be like, tweet at them. At them. Say, I support the bill. If they get a bunch of those, their PR dude who reads those will go to them and be like, Sir, a lot of people on, on Twitter you... are adding you about this. And they'll be on. like, what is Twitter? Come on, you know <laughs> for a fact, look, after last... a 30 minute hey, conversation... you guys know that the last guy was very active on that shit. This guy could be just as active. Let's mm -hmm. fucking go. <laughs> anyway. Actually, as far as I know, as far as I know, Biden's pretty on top of that Twitter. But regardless. Game. But, uh... But uh, but yeah, regardless. But anyway, just yeah. If legal, federal legalization goes through, I'm, that is one of the biggest things I'm going to be so happy about is the fact that I'll be able to legally ship cannabis down to Curtis just on a like personal level, and he can ship cannabis up to me, and we can be like, dude, like I got a really good strain that I love, bro. You got to try it. I'm sending you some, and I can vacuum seal it, set it up, put it in a cute little jar, like pack it all with little packing peanuts, and then ship it down to him, right? Throw in, like, a Canadian right. dildo or something just for chits and giggles. And, like, you know, send it down to him. And, like, you know, he can do the same thing in reverse, right? And that, that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most, I think. That and, that and cheaper jackets I can buy down straight. in the States. But <laughs> They always sell cheaper jackets down but there. That's basically it for <laughs> the news stories that we have for you, buds, today. Thank you for joining us on Weed News Worldwide. Yes, sir. As usual, an absolutely fantastic Weed News Worldwide segment. I am looking forward to getting into the next segment, but before we do that, I gotta hop, skip, jump, and trip over my own shoelaces into this ad spot. Hey buds, you really want to show off your love of marijuana, or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to MyHighShop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below, and let them know I sent you by using code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order, and free shipping. Again, that's code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com, and let's get back to the show. My high shop is so great. God damn it. Humble Brumble Bro, and back to the show. Cool shit. Um, yes, sir. So, Shank, Man. how are you feeling? Man, I feel fantastic. The strain is very, very good. Um, I feel uh, nice and happy. A little bit heavier than I normally would feel. Um, you know, like on my sativas or anything. So that definitely gives me that. Hey, you don't you know, look fat. Last fucking time. Um, <laughs> so I swear, I get this Toblerone bar. Next thought, my fives, <laughs> choo choo. Uh, but uh, but uh, basically, like I feel, I do feel very heavy in my chair, but not in a bad way. Like more in a relaxed, comfortable kind of way. Um, and. Like, good. Um, I honestly can say I don't feel aroused. I'm a little... I guess, I don't know whether I'm relieved or upset, but... Well, maybe you were aroused, yeah, and then you got good, relieved, and now you're not aroused. <laughs> um, 
Check the underside of the yeah, desk. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It could. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope, we good. We good. still. Nope. Yep. Nope. Still bone dried. Only it's as sticky as it usually is. No stickier, right? So it would be a little bit oh, stickier yeah. if it was. But it's but anyway. it's always a little sticky. But you know. Uh, but but anyway, I'm feeling good, man. And this is a great strain. I'm really enjoying this uh, L.A. Kush cake or Kush or yes. what is it? Wedding mints as you would call it at Truro. Uh, but uh, it's good stuff. I enjoyed it. Top Leaf grew this fantastic taste. I How you feel? am pretty fucking good. I got a happy head. I'm pretty euphoric. I could definitely move around if I wanted to, but I'm pretty comfy where I'm at. I'm not locked, but I, I don't really want to move, you know? Um, feeling nice, talkative, uppative. Yep. Um, I feel like if I Bippity wanted boppity. to sleep, I could, but I'm also awake because I want to be. So it's like one of those nice happy medium strains. Like I'm literally feeling best of both worlds. Do you feel like every ailment your Except body had is stuffy... cured? Okay, actually my stuffy nose is kind of fixed, so yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit better. You sound like a little bit. And I haven't clearer, done a muscle actually. spasm in about twenty minutes. <laughs> Ow. Okay, never mind. Um, but you know what? I will say it's pretty good for Damn. just about everything else. And yeah, I'm I'm feeling nice. pretty good. This is a very good strain. I'd yeah, still have that weird thing. Still have that weird thing with your face, though. I don't. <laughs> but this was this is some good but, yeah, animal no, man, I'm, I'm very not, happy. Uh, Thank you very much for it, Godflower. Yeah, Godflower. You said was the name, and obviously these these strains have fucking wicked, wicked jars. Fucking jars. Great jars. Wicked jars. Wicked jazz. The last time, the last time I had a, a jar, the, there I have had a cooler jar than this. I will argue and say that the organic skunk haze that I had from the oh, green yeah. organic Dutchman is the coolest oh, yeah, jar that, that I've got. Like Hands flat, down, this green back. transparent yeah. glass with the cutaway. Yeah, and like the 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 lid that has like the fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the octagon fucking top and everything. It's this is the coolest jar I've got. But that top leaf one is That's the classiest cool. jar I've got. That the new one I just got, that glass, the black glass, is the classiest jar. I have got hands down. I, I may have I a slightly a classier it. jar coming up in the future, but that's for you buds to stick around for. But we have one more segment left to get to. I have a bonk pack right here that I'm going to smoke before I get into it. And I have a bonk pack right here. Hopefully, you got one too. We're going to quickly blaze it. Mm-hmm. And get into our uh, get into our conversation. Hey buds, welcome to the conversation portion of the show, where today Curtis and I are going to be taking a trip into the realm of fantasy by dealing with some fictional drugs. That's right, that's right. Me and Shank have our own experiences with actual drugs in real life, but we also have plenty of experience with drugs that are in fantasy world, considering we sit on our asses and watch movies and TV shows and play video games all day. So what we've decided to do is we decided to go down and create a list of what we find to be the top 10 drugs in fictitious uh, environments that are just fucking cool, weird, out there, make you think, and just came off the top of our head. Yeah. Just weird, interesting drugs and fictional uh, creations, you know, like from video games, movies, things that we've enjoyed through history, and uh, 
Curtis is going to start with number 10, but before we get to it, we would like to remind you to like, comment, subscribe, and share this with all of your buds, and we're going to do what we always do. I was about to say, and before we get to that, before we get to that, we're going to take a quick little bonk hit. I have a bong packed here, filled with some animal mints by that godflower. And I have a bong pack right here, packed with some of that beautiful, beautiful L.A. Kush cake from uh, Top Leaf Cannabis Co. And hopefully you buds at home have your bongs packed, bowls packed, joints rolled, blunts rolled, vapes ready, rigs ready, edibles either already should have been eaten, or you can eat some more, it doesn't matter. Get fucking blazed. It is our turn to bo bo blaze it. Toke toke shkaboke. Toke shkaboke. And that was way better than it was the first time I took that on the podcast. It didn't kill me that time. That's that's a treat. Mine was nice, smooth, still that bit of cheesy, and it still smells like absolute cheese. Rank shit. <laughs> um, but speaking of rank shit, yeah. let us get on to our ranking of the top ten fictional drugs. Number ten, we are going to be starting off in the world of the universe of Judge Dredd. We are coming to slow-mo. Now, slow-mo is a drug that, in the Judge Dredd movies, is manufactured in the Peach Trees building located in Sector 13 by the mm -hmm. Mama Clan. Mama is a bad. This is a fucking bitch. inhaler filled with some resonated-looking shit. And when you inhale it, everything goes slow-mo. You see a fuck-ton of colorful-ass drugs. Or, not True. drugs, colors and shit. And, yeah, everything just goes weird. <laughs> everything just looks strange, yeah. And it, it is really, like, an interesting concept for a drug in a movie that, you know, like, when you take it, just time seems to go slower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently like, it slows the user's perception up to 1% of its normal speed. <laughs> that's so, insane. Super fucking slow. You see colors Super more vividly, and it has an euphoric effect to it. Uh, yeah, which is obviously awesome. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> it also causes freezer burn on the mouth, which is fun. Huh. Uh, yeah. It prolongs any feelings of pleasure or pain that the user feels at the time of taking it, and additionally, the user's irises become briefly illuminated, like indicating the drug has immediately, you know, taken effect. Like, it glows, basically. Like, Whoa. hey, I'm on drugs. Immediately. Your body yeah, kicks in instantaneously. Yeah. And obviously, like, that's... And that's a badass movie, too, you know? And the way that they showed that universe, like, Carl Urban in that role, like, was a badass Judge Dredd. And fucking... The moments that they oh, showed I the slow-mo in that movie were so well done. I like the newer one, but don't get me wrong, the Sylvester Stallone one is still a nice little cult classic. But yeah, yeah, the newer yeah. one did the universe a lot more justice. Yeah, exactly. Give me Judge Dredd and I'm a happy man. I don't care what how you bring them to me exactly <laughs> but yeah, yeah as we've seen in the movie and if you've read the comic books themselves again it's a pretty fucked up drug it can definitely get you fucked up and so much so that a judge needs to come in and start blasting some heads off so much Absolutely. so that you need to get That's three it. mini guns just to take him out <laughs> and you still can't still doesn't work <laughs> yeah no man that's a solid number that, that's what makes that a solid number 10 for sure yeah, solid number 10. But Shank, what do you got for us at number 9? So at number 9, we have 
Substance D, which is the drug from the movie A Scanner Darkly. Some of you buds might remember that movie with Keanu Reeves in it and a bunch of other fantastic actors. But um, that drug, essentially what it does is it's, it, it, it divides the hemispheres of your brain. It completely like severs the connection between the hemispheres of your brain and makes it so that you like disassociate. So like it's, it's really weird because in the movie it has this very weird striking visual style. Right. Um, and that's said to be like a part of the drug is the fact that it makes the world look different and weird and disassociates so it's a, you. So it's essentially that song by Bo Burnham. I am the left brain. I am the left brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like exactly. Oreos I and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's, it's weird because in the movie you see how it like makes Keanu Reeves character kind of like disassociate from who he really is and everything else and kind of create this separate personality and everything and like the people around him, like how it affects them. Um, and like overall that movie just is a mind fuck. And it's specifically because of the substance D that is in the movie that that movie is such a mind fuck. See, now usually when the word substance D gets thrown around nowadays, it's usually thrown around specifically on Tinder. And I don't <laughs> think it has the same exact meaning or the same ring. I, th I thought that was vitamin D. And I will admit, even though I loved this movie, I couldn't remember it exactly when you first mentioned this for the list. And I thought mm. you were talking about the drug from Scanners. Oh, no, totally different drug. And when totally you told drug. And then when I realized that, my mind was blown. Uh, <laughs> you see what I did there? Because in Scanners, the guy's head went... I put it on screen for you to there. see if you're watching our YouTube video. You should subscribe. <laughs> it's true. But, oh my god, that was amazing. Thank but you. no, you are 100% correct. So for a solid <coughs> number nine, Substance D, <coughs> a Scanner Darkly, if you buds haven't watched that movie, go watch it, get baked as fuck, and just sit down and try to understand it. And if you don't watch it again, just sit down in your couch and just do a little bit of this. <sighs> and the movie yeah, will be like, rips. awesome. Uh, it's such a good movie. It's, it's, it blew my mind the first time I watched it, and it blows my mind every time I watch it. And yeah. Keanu Reeves, obviously, fantastic it's actor. Keanu. You know, he's, you gotta go with Keanu. He's, he's, he's brilliant, right? So We love you, Keanu. Um... <laughs> But yeah. with all that so being my said, nine, uh, my number nine drop. a solid number nine. And that moves us on to the next number, which is down, which is number eight. And number eight, if you are a long traveler of Skyrim who hasn't taken an arrow to the knee, you've probably come across the Khajiit before. Khajiit has wares if you have coin. We have many wares. And you need to trust the Khajiit. Has soft Would you like to try some skooma? From Skyrim. <laughs> yes, please. Well, from the, moon sugar. from the Elder Scrolls series in general, I should say. But yeah. uh, Skyrim has a special place in my heart. Um, but Percent. regardless, skooma. Skooma is a liquid drug potion that you would get from uh, Khajiit travelers who are roaming their ways around the various uh, provinces mm -hmm. of Tamriel. Wandering around Tamriel. Exactly. It is produced from moon sugar. It's a highly addictive narcotic, and yep. its users pass through bouts of euphoria, followed by a very protracted lethargy. Uh, yep. <coughs> Basically, however, they run around like crazy people, yelling about random things, trying like random trees, trying to have like <coughs> make love to them, 
and then they fall asleep under said tree for the next 14 hours. Exactly. Something about Meridia was trying to talk to them while they're just yelling at a giant rock. I don't understand. She tried to show me her beacons once, and I told her that was unsolicited, and I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was cool, and I, she showed me her Dawnbreaker. <laughs> but with I that, thought you were going to say you showed her your Dawnbreaker. Hey-o. Uh, hey-o. It had plus, minus four charisma. Nerd. Anyway, yeah, he, he went. He went. He went to pull out his Dawnbreaker, and he accidentally pulled out a wheel of cheese, and that's how the whole thing started. Cheese wedge. <laughs> cheese wedge. Yeah. Wing, so zero point two pounds. So, so yeah, so scuba. You said it's refined However, moon sugar. Even though it is liquidy and potiony, it's smoked in a special pipe. The crystals are placed in a small dish and heated. The gas produced is bubbled through water in a pipe to cool it, and it is inhaled. So, so basically, you have to make a meth lab just to smoke it. Like a crack bong. They smoke it through it like if you well, took I a guess... crack pipe and smashed it on the front of a bong. Well, it it's, you know, Elder Scrolls, so alchemy. <laughs> meth. <laughs> we know. You know, that's that's what I love about the old age like days. If It's like the whole legacy, the whole legacy dealers thing we talked about earlier. Um, it's, it's, it's like hearkening back to that. Like, you know, the dudes that back in the day wanted to make weird ass drugs like oh, yeah. nowadays in history books, they're called alchemists. Like, See, you know, they were just trying to get fucking high. They were just trying to fuck <laughs> some shit up. You know it. Yeah. Now here's yeah. the other part. Speaking of trying to fuck shit up, skooma cannot be made in an alchemy lab, but is manufactured out of moon sugar and nightshade, which nightshade all plant parts of the plant are poisonous, but some contain essence, which enhances the potency of the moon sugar. So that makes it rare, yeah, so that makes literally... it narcotic, and it's literally poison and sugar from space. That's I don't know if moon exactly sugar is actually is. from the moon, but you know what? Fuck it. I want to think it is. <coughs> Kitty moon cats are selling me space, drug juice. Kitty cats sell me <coughs> drug juice, and that is why it's at number eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, side fact, moon sugar is a great descriptor for cat litter. Catnip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so for my for my next entry, uh, for yeah, cat coke. Uh, but for number, that's a great number eight skooma. But number seven is from one of my fa- other favorite movies of all time, from A Clockwork Orange, the Maloco Plus. Now, if you're wondering what the fuck that is, because you've Maloco never heard of Plus. it, Maloco Plus, rape drug. That is okay. I will tell you, and you will know exactly what it is. That milk shit that they drink in the movie that confuses everybody. Why the fuck are they drinking the milk? Why is there this strange bar with these weird magical milk dispensers? Everybody always wonders that when they watch the movie. They're like, why is this weird ass fuck? I get it. It's a weird movie, but this milk scene is over the top. That's a drug. It's actually a drug cocktail. They take milk and alcohol and a fuck ton of drugs and mix it all together. And it's called, apparently, Maloco Plus. I didn't know this until we were making this list, and now yeah. you all know it too. Exactly. <laughs> they don't even they don't even remove the capsules from the pills to dump in the powder. They just no. throw the whole thing in there like beasts. Like just straight up. Like it's it's weird. Like I mean it's and like it's just I always wondered what the fuck was the deal with this. Like they had like boobs with milk coming out of them, and I was like, this is the strangest. Like out of a bunch of strange scenes in that movie, that's one of the strangest ones. So I think one time I, I walked. Like, one time I walked in on my parents watching it while they was at the milk scene, and I'm like, this is a really strange commercial for Got Milk. Got Milk? No, <laughs> it's drugs. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And, and and so it's one of those, uh, like, it's one of those scenes that everybody's always like, why the fuck is this here? But now you know it's because it was a drug 
and it's a drug specifically that you take when you're preparing for a little bit of the old ultraviolence. Exactly. <laughs> now, there is another one in that. I think there was another drug in that movie that helped the people yeah. that they were torturing fucking Actually, no, more. no. Yeah, what it was is Alex, in the scene where Alex is being tortured in the movies by the doctors, right. uh, in order to try to clean him of to clean him of his violent tendencies, they inject him with another drug whilst holding his eyes open with eye spreaders and giving yep. him eye drops and forcing him to watch violent imagery. And, uh, <coughs> I forget what it's called, uh, D-something. Uh, <coughs> but, um, but uh, they gave that to him in order to make it so that whenever he thought about violence, he would be nauseous. It would make him physically ill. And so... And uh, it, serum it 114. Serum 114, that's what it is. And it, it didn't ultimately cure him of his violent tendencies. It just made him so that when he felt his violent tendencies, he would get sick. Right. Um, so, it, it, so it was a, it was a bit of a, like... A, it, it was a strange thing, but it was. It, but it, but the therapy was very torturous in the movie. It's one of those scenes that makes you uncomfortable if you have like any I mean, phobia of people touching your eyeballs or anything, or like. I mean, the whole shit. movie should make you like, uncomfortable. Uh, that whole movie makes you Just, cringe, and like you're not supposed to empathize with the main character. It's one of those things. It's the weirdest thing because it was probably one of the first movies I watched where you're not supposed to really feel empathy for anybody except for the victim. And you're like, literally just supposed so... to cringe and be like, yeah, like you're I supposed do not to want to feel any like, of this. Oh, like, ugh. like, what is this? Like, what is like, it's uncomfortable from start to finish. Right. And it's just a great movie, but it's a wonderful movie. It's so well done. And it's so fucking strange to see like, like <coughs> just these characters that I see as old men now as like, you know, <laughs> young actors. And just like that, Being milk, rude. milk, drugs inside. And that's how we got through number seven. That's <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Yeah, um, no, no, that was good. Number seven was great. Oh yeah, but we need to move on to number six on our list, and number six is Space Honey from Futurama, specifically the Royal Jelly. Now, Royal Jelly, Royal Jelly. Now, this ep was one specific episode in Futurama, which was slightly revisited in a later uh, season, but we're mentioning yeah. the main one. So the episode is The Sting, which is season four. Uh, yeah, season four, fucking episode some shit. Yep. Just to make it easier, yes. so it's the one where Leela essentially... Season four, uh, episode fry, 66 in total. Okay. Um. Anyway... But yeah, so in this episode, uh, Fry, Leela, Bender, they all have to go to a B planet to extract honey, and Leela decides to take a little bit of royal jelly. Now, while they're escaping, they manage to escape, but one bee managed to get on board, stings through Fry, and ends up poisoning Leela. So Leela yeah. goes into an unconscious state. So. This is hypothetical, because technically she could have, you know, just dreamt it all happened, and it's not actually real. Um, but, but regardless... It's it's heavily implied, though, that it's heavily implied, though, that what they dream kind of is real, air quotes, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's... So, if this... <coughs> so, yeah, the royal jelly is a very hallucinogenic and very sleep-inducing, uh fucking substance in the series for humans 
Uh, if you take one spoonful, it makes you feel relaxed, you know, uh, you don't have any issue or anything like that. Uh, sorry, a single spoonful will calm you down. A second spoonful will cause you to fall asleep, and eating a third spoonful will put you into a state of sleep so deep that you will never be able to wake up. Therefore, you die, basically. Rapunzel. Or you just or trip the fuck out for all eternity. Sleeping beauty style. Exactly. Um, so, once Leela, you know, thinks that she had Fry killed, or kill Fry is dead, she starts taking the honey to cope with the pain and the grief, ends up seeing trippy reality, and not being able to tell what's the difference between her dreams and what's going on in Dreaming real life. about Fry and stuff like that. Exactly. Fry eventually comes back to life, and then he's dead again, and then it's not real, and then she has to wake up. It's all a very confusing mess, but eventually it ends up that, yeah, she was just poisoned at the end. So if you don't want to consider royal jelly the spot, the spot on the list, then bee sting. Yeah. Bee sting from Futurama. Yeah. Bee sting in Futurama. But no, I agree, and that's a that's one a hell of drug one too because it is like it is that drug itself. Like the royal jelly does give that weird like it's it's, it's a dosage thing, right? Like they actually have a controlled dosage. You take one, take two, take three, you know that kind of thing. And like so, it's like you can OD on the ship, but it's kind of not. I mean, you know, right now like here's a little the thing: bit of a inaccurate dose. Now, where exactly do they? Yeah, where exactly do they measure a spoon? Like a heaping spoonful, a tablespoon, a teaspoon. I know that's what I mean. Like that's why it's a soup kind of spoon, a regular like, spoon. Because like two spoonfuls for like a my skinny ass, you know, might like be one right. spoonful for somebody that's like twice my size, right? Right. Now imagine if it so was like, raisin brands, just like fucking two scoops. People are dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Straight up dead. Straight up, and so yeah, like that's a weird, inaccurate ass measurement system. But I, I, I get it. It's a cartoon, so they don't have to really fucking explain it. And Futurama's badass, and that and episode was great, like said, so I can't complain. Like we said, more than likely she was asleep. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So more than likely, yeah. the whole thing was a fucking yeah. But speaking of getting stung by bees, when you get stung by bees, it's like them injecting venom into you. And venom is my entry for number fucking five on the list. Number five, Venom from Batman. Batman. Oh, from Batman. From Batman. Venom from Batman. So we're talking about the shit that gets Bane hard. You know, it gives him his bulk. Mm. Um, And it's also available in a convenient patch form that you can just slap on your William while out. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, basically, uh, they say that they come in this patch form, and essentially it gives you the usual things that Bane has. You know, it gives you enhanced muscle mass, uh, more strength, more speed, more agility, that kind of thing. Um, and But they say that prolonged use can cause mutations and psychosis, but you would get mad gains, bro. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, fucking, yeah, that's pretty much it. You would just get mad gains. Um, aside from that, you would... Mutate horribly, and, uh, fucking, yeah, everything would be horrible. Um, you'd turn into the weirdest fucking mutated mass of muscles on the market. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but... You'd end up it's, becoming, it's, you'd end up becoming Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Pretty much, pretty much, right? And so, like, yeah, so prolonged use of the venom is a bad idea. Essentially, it's made up of this, apparently it's a plant extracted, it's a venom extracted from a plant that Poison Ivy had made. Which was crossbre- crossbreeding like snakes and plants and shit like that in some weird way. And like they took it and fucking mutated it and lab tested it and like ended up finding out how to make venom. 
Um, and, the danger uh, yeah. noodle vine. The danger noodle vine, yep. Nature's nature's very own danger noodle vine. It's right up there with the ramen snakes. The hissy sissy. <laughs> the hissy sissies. But uh, yeah, no, it was... Uh, it, but yeah, so this venom is bad shit, like, you know, to get into on a full-time scale. But even Batman at one point did slap on a venom patch in order to be able to take down some baddies. Not so the it's Batman! Not that, you know, that's right. <laughs> Batman does drugs. Dun, dun, dun. Bum. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much a ven- Venom is like, you know, it's a fucking weird-ass, badass drug, but it is definitely not one that I think I would ever take. I'm perfectly happy with my narrow frame. My cups are just fine. <laughs> I don't... I don't. I don't take it all too. All, I. I don't take it all that much, eh? No, it's okay, Bane. It's okay, Bane cheese. We understand you have back pain. You need it. It's fine. It's good for my psychosis and my chronic neck pain. I've smoked too much <laughs> weed. It doesn't help anymore. No, that's neck pain caused by chronic. You cough too much and it hurt your. I'm coming down. <sighs> oh. Hey guys. But so, so that's yeah. it for number five, Venom from Batman, uh, the Batman series in general. Bad number drug, five, badass drug. One. You know. Oh yeah, and I can't wait for that new Venom and Carnage movie when that comes out. Um, but <laughs> that leads us to number four. In no way, shape, or form, we are going to Sensu Beans from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Find out what actually happens in this on the next episode of the Good Buds Conversations. In the next episode of Good Buds Conversations, I don't believe you, Vegeta. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> ah! Next okay. episode begins now. <laughs> so, Sensu Beans are one of those things that are kind of long through Dragon Ball Z lore. Uh, I, I'm kind of a bad person to be talking about because I haven't watched all of the series, but I do know that yeah. Sensu Beans were grown by Corrin in Corrin Tower. And when mm-hmm. even a person's physical condition is near instantly restored to its natural peak, yep. uh, this property makes them immensely useful to carry into battle. Um, Korin allied oh, himself yeah. with Goku and his friends, so he usually assists by providing the dragon team with a bag of beans. And... Yeah, I eat two. I eat two a week because I don't look when I cross the road. What's that? That's it. I was just saying. Yeah, I I, I eat two Senzu beans a week because I get hit when I cross the road a lot because I don't look. Ah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all. So, as well as that, uh, Yandrobe states that they taste like fish, which is hmm. easy. Um, Fishy beans. So yeah, they they've been used during the Cell Game Saga, uh, Galactic Patrol Prisoner Saga, uh, when Cell was about to face Gohan while he had not quite recovered to full strength. Uh, again. Yeah, there's a lot of people who have used sense of beans. Piccolo, Vegeta. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're yeah, a lot of people have munched on useful. them before, you know, and they they help them out, and it's instantaneous health. It's like literally a video game item, and then, you know, like boop, I had to restored. put them on the list for the people who put it on there, but all I've seen is Dragon Ball Z abridged. It's way funnier, and you can hate me if you want. Don't hate him. It's funny as hell. If you like Dragon Ball Z and you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z abridged and enjoyed it, then you need to watch it and enjoy it because it's funny. Curtis so the only thing to I... it, and frankly, it's so good. So the only thing I know is Krillin just jumping out of the air and yelling "Sensubine" <laughs> and then whipping it at people. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I'm perfectly that. So okay with four, that being my limited beans. knowledge. And we put it number we put four. it fairly high on the list as well. We put it fairly high on the list as well out of respect for the fact that it is badass. If you do like Dragon Ball Z, comment down below. Tell me I'm shit. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It's more comments or, for hey, us. Just let, or just educate us a little bit more. Teach us about Sensu Beans. That'd be cool. I would um, be, even though but, I'm staring right at the wiki. I just don't feel like reading. Yeah. No, <laughs> we don't feel like reading. We're high right now. Uh, but exactly. number three, though, is one of my favorite. This is one of my all-time favorite ones ever, anywhere. And it is Jet from the Fallout universe. Ah. Now, Jet goes way back. Um, it's it's funny because the lore of the game says that Jet is based on an old world drug called methamphetamine, but after the apocalypse happened and all the bombs dropped, some kid named Myron, who is the infinite genius drug god of the desert, this dude, he's such a wiener in the game. He's like literally the most wiener character. He's literally one of those sniveling teenagers, like, hey there, I'm I'm Myron, you know. But he he's like, drugs. I'm a drug god. He's like, I'm a drunk god. You know, like, it's, it's, but he actually does make, you know, these drugs. But what it was is the reason why I love it and why I think it's so funny is because it was refined from mushrooms that were growing out of Brahmin shit. Like, there was like Brahmin shit and mushrooms were growing from it. And they refined Jet out of those mushrooms until one day they figured out that it wasn't the mushrooms that was getting everybody high, it was the Brahmin shit. So they just fucking got rid of the mushrooms and they used the fumes from the Brahmin shit and like basically put it into a canister and refined it and then you inhale it and it gets you fucked up. <laughs> so it's like future Jenkum. <laughs> well then. But yeah, it's it's wild, man. Like so basically they have like giant vats of like Brahmin crap and they refine it into jet and you know, it gets everybody super duper big. And it's you just take it through an inhaler and in the game it actually has some really positive effects um you know basically it brings up your perception and like a bunch of your other things and everything else it makes the camera kind in fallout 4 at least uh makes the camera kind of like cool and interesting and like look different and neat effect and like you know and obviously it goes through the entire fallout series from like the fallout one i think to Fallout the newest one 76 jets still in that game and uh the the funnest part of that lore is uh because i love it so much i know about it is that myron after fallout after the events of fallout one no fallout two after the events of fallout two i believe um he eventually he was uh basically stabbed to death by a jet addict in a bar after an <laughs> argument and everybody after that forgot completely about his legacy and forgot about his name and nobody now remembers that he was the one who invented jet or who brought it back. It's like, you know, in the in the wastelands and all across the world, when, like, if anybody asks, oh, who invented Jet or whatever, the answer everywhere will be, I don't know, because nobody ever wrote it down that it was him that did it. He just bragged about it to everybody that he met, and they promptly forgot because he was such a douchebag. No one cares. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that. Jet is my, yeah, Jet is uh, number three. And uh, it's got a hilarious backstory. Just, it's a hilarious drug, and it's a great game series. It's, it's, it's fucking. I love it. I love the way that they wrote that into the game. Refined fucking shit. It is refined shit. And the funniest thing is that you won't find any mention of that in modern games. You'll still see Jet in the <clears> games, but they don't tell you what it is. You would have had to have played Fallout Two or known the lore of the game to know that. But that Myron was the one who invented the drug and everything else and how it came right. to be in the Mojave because that's the only game they talked about how it was created and every other game after that they were just like people don't need to know and people so they care. just put it in the game 
You know, they're, they're like, they don't fucking... That's well, people funny. cared because they loved... That's one of the things I loved about the first Fallout games is they were so... No, I mean... War-driven. No, yeah, I meant but people now in the people game. don't give a shit. No, the NPCs don't care. Oh, yeah, the NPCs don't give a fuck. They don't care right. about Myron. They don't care about the history of it. They just want the drugs. So, exactly. yeah, so so now the process to make it is still in the Fallout universe, but the person who invented the process is dead now and nobody knows his name because he was such an asshole. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but he was that's... a funny character. Funny character. Definitely a yeah. solid, solid fucking number yeah. three. Good number three, yeah. And that leads us to number two, another fucking, I won't say futuristic, this is actually a little bit oh, in the man, past. Magnificent. Another... It's a retro-futuristic, let's call it retro-futuristic. Exactly. Alternate universe fucking retro-futuristic game, and that brings us to Bioshock, where we have plasmids. Yeah, all what? plasmids. Not just, like, one, but all of them. All the plasmids. Because plasmids, in general, are special serums that are made from processed atom, which were introduced to modify the stem cells into the body. Um, or, sorry, they were induced modified stem cells that got shot into your body, allowing for genetic modification and mutation, giving the users basically fucking superpowers. Do you want to throw fireballs? You can do that. You want to throw ice balls? You can do that. Do you want to throw bees? You can throw bees! Can you imagine? Okay, the two ones that I would want to have, like, knowing Bioshock, I already know the two plasmids I would have and the reason why. One is the one with from Bioshock Infinite with the crows, where you can call in the crows, because I absolutely love them. I love yeah. birds. Like, I'm a huge crow yeah. guy. I would literally have them. So that one, and the fire one, so I could light my bowls. Of course. I'd, just, just, I'd never have to worry about losing my lighter. I'd just... Flick the thumb. <laughs> just light it up. Yeah. Just light it up and just light my bowl. I'm good to go, man. Hell yeah. But yeah. Boom. Adam uh, itself is derived from sea slugs, which have gone to the bottom of the floor and have sucked up some kind of mutated bullshit. But yeah, they're full of this stuff. The sea slugs themselves, there are not that many of them, and they don't produce as much. So what they found is if you take little girls, a.k.a. little sisters, and modify those, they can collect the slug juice, and they can carry it around, and they can produce a lot more of it, and they can eventually be extracted for a lot more of it, which either, which usually ends up killing the girl. Of course. But you get a fuck ton of serum, which you can then provide to all the druggies of an underwater city who have nothing better to do other than work, toil, and do drugs, because alcohol has lost its touch. Because everybody knows that giving a bunch of underground cramped workers, like, worker drones, like, you know, superpowers is a great plan. Absolutely. <laughs> and now this stuff does require the use of EVE, which is another genetic material that hydrates you and fuses you and allows you to use these abilities. But you can use anything, and these were modified slightly in uh, Bioshock Infinite, like Shank was saying, uh, the Murder of Crows ones where they were modified into a tonic, per se, that does the same basic thing without an injection, but, again, Mm -hmm. modifies you from the inside out. And, yeah, you have a fuck ton of abilities. Throwing fire, throwing bees, throwing fucking sound booms, ice. Electricity. Electricity. You can fucking summon decoys of yourself. You can fucking hypnotize people of different effects. You can can throw cyclone traps. Like, dash super fast. Super quick movement. Murder of crows. You can donkey punch people. It's the it's endless. So yeah. plasmids, a very interesting drug that has been developed, and 
because of Burial at Sea, the DLC for Bioshock Infinite. Kind of hard which came first, the chicken or the egg. <coughs> I know, right? But with <coughs> all that being said, Plasmids are a solid number two. Number deuce. Now, obviously, we gotta hop on to, before we get to number one, we can't just go right to number one, because nobody ever goes straight to number one. We've got some honorable mentions to mention to you. Right meow. Absolutely. Starting with Nuke from Robocop 2. Next one is Zydrate from the movie Rebo, a genetic opera. You gotta watch that if you haven't seen it yet. Absolutely. The next one is Bugs Bunny's Special Water from the original Space Jam. Haven't seen the new one yet, but the original Space Jam, where everyone gets fucking super steroided on water. That shit was mad. Um, so, the next one is Death Sticks from Star Wars, because they are the closest analog to cigarettes in any fictional universe, and, like, they literally, you will die every time you take a puff of one a little tiny bit. <laughs> it literally <laughs> takes life off of you. Next one is NZT-48 from Limitless. The ability to use 100% of your brain when I'm minimizing it to basically 2%. That kind of has a lot of appeal to me. But Yep, it's true. Sounds pretty badass to me. <laughs> yeah, you do get nauseous after a while, so I'll, I'll pass. Leave it for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I'm alright with the amount of brain power I use now, man. If I used more, people would expect me to do more with it. <laughs> But no, it's good, it's good. That's a great one. Uh, so the next one is The Red and Blue Pills from The Matrix. I would take both because I like purple. I would take purple both because I just want to see what happens. Half <laughs> yeah. of me is still in The you, Matrix. You'd wake, but... up, you'd, you'd, wake up in the, you'd wake up the next day with a really big boner and remembering exactly what happened no. with half of you still in The Matrix. My mind would split <laughs> like substance D. Half of me would still be seeing in The Matrix, the other half of me would see me, be seeing Robot World. That would be amazing. Yes, exactly like Substance D. That'd exactly. be incredible. Um, and so, and our final one on the honorable mentions list is the gray juice stuff from Mandy. It made people literally put swords on their penis. That stuff has to be, and it was made by a guy who creates acid in his underwear wearing just an apron, and he has a loose tiger just running around. That shit has yeah, to be bomb. Yeah, that shit's gotta be wild. That shit's gotta be wild. Exactly. There can't be, there can't, like, I mean, that's like, that's like PCP it made Nicholas, acid. It made Nicholas Cage look more insane. I thought he just looked like it was a Tuesday, but I mean, it was still a good movie. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, like, but that, yeah, so Wait, that obviously, the great juice from Mandy, yes, 100%. So now, the number one on the list, Curtis and I both unanimously agreed on this before the uh, beginning of the podcast. Because it is clearly the closest analog to cannabis without being cannabis in a video game anywhere. Because we know that there is cannabis in some video games. We've played them. We know. There's we know there's real. Directly in the game. We know there's real drugs real in video this games. We're not talking about real doesn't drugs. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about something that doesn't exist that is close to cannabis but is not <laughs> cannabis. And it's something that both of us have always associated with cannabis whenever we've played the game series. So the game series is Resident Evil. Oh shit, another uh, honorable mention, that drug from 21 Drunk Street. Oh, that too, that too, that too. And okay, the drug continue. from uh, Paradise, and the drug from uh, Paradise Falls or whatever, that uh, the plaid, the meth Oh, plaid Paradise or whatever, PD, the plaid fucking meth. yeah. The Paradise PD, yeah, the fucking plaid meth or uh, whatever. Um, but anyway, so, but this is from, the number one is from the Resident Evil game series. And it is, Curtis, you want to tell the buds? You want to tell the buds. 
Yeah, it's the green herb. Absolutely. It's a green herb. I mean, it's everybody knows. We, whenever anybody who smokes weed is playing a Resident Evil game and they pick up some green herb, they go, yeah. <laughs> and then you play a little bit longer into the game and you realize, oh, fuck, I need all of this. It is a necessity. Yep. Not even an addictive yep. necessity. But if you want any chance of surviving in that game, you need it. It's a healing item. It's fucking yep. mixed with other herbs throughout the game. Yes, there's blue, there's red, there's yellow, but those help with poison and without stuff like the green, that. No. Without the green, I don't mean shit. Exactly. You need the green as a base, and you need a lot of the green if you want to survive. Because that shit yep. increases your health, again, makes your health stronger. It's the base for your antidotes. Just like real life, if you want to survive, you need the green. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, and that's exactly it. It's like, it's when you played Resident Evil and you picked up, if you smoked weed and you picked up that green herb for the first time, and, you were like, yeah, cool, hey, weed. And that's the best part. Any fucking Resident Evil, because it's in every single one. It's been sequential through yep. the entire series up to the newest ones. Yep. And even in no, the newer I mean, one, I, even in the newer one, they did have a... Uh, what is it? Their special water that you fucking spray on stuff and it makes stuff heal. Yeah, you pour it on your on, you pour it on your severed hand and suddenly your hand is fine. Yeah, like you get I, your hand chopped off and then you put your hand against where your stump is and then pour water on it and suddenly you're fine. I imagine whatever that fucking water is, they specifically have that transported into Raccoon City, just and the manor, just so that fucking they can grow their weed with it. They, yeah, herbs, hydroponically. Yeah, they grow the green herb hydroponically in that water. That's why it's so dank. So dank, and it can <laughs> like, literally just like, oh my god, I've been shot, clawed by Mr. X, tossed off a building, and I'm about to die. Or, hold on. <laughs> give fine. me one second. Yeah, one second. Yeah. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. <sighs> <laughs> Perfectly healed. healed. Yeah, it, exactly. 100%. Right? And that's, it's. And that's what I love about it. So because, obviously, we are the good buds and good buds smoke good buds, and obviously the green herb in Resident Evil is the green herb, we are going to have to give that the number one spot on our list. What do you buds think the number one should have been? What would you, in your opinion, the number one weird fictional drug from a video game or movie or TV show or whatever? Comment down below. What do you think it would be? Because we, obviously, went with green herb. Right. <laughs> and even though we do joke around a bunch and stuff like that, we do have to say... Drug addiction is a serious thing. You know the fucking drill. Fucking most of you have heard Reagan's speeches. But seriously, yeah. if you are addicted, blah blah, get help. Yada yada. <laughs> Moderation. If you even if you're just smoking weed, it it, it could cause yeah, comment, problems. Com you, comment, it, comment, it, comment it, at us it, or, or it, 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 DM, DM us if you're having problem. Yeah, like DM us if you're having a problem or something like that, and we'll we'll give you some resources to get some help with addiction or whatever. You know, just fucking. Exactly. <laughs> Always be responsible, buds, and just enjoy your games, or just enjoy your drugs digitally if you can. Go on to Skyrim, yeah. chug as much skooma as you can, and then go take on a dungeon. See what happens. Oh yeah, get as get as caked as you can on skooma, and then go fight a fucking dragon. Don't get caked on PCP and then fight a dragon and have it turn out to be seven police officers. Exactly. <laughs> or just smoke. Or just fucking smoke a joint, and watch Judge Shred. The movie. Induces or just itself. smoke a joint. Or just smoke a joint and listen to the Good Buds podcast where Good Buds smoke Good Buds and talk about them because we're always having a good time. <laughs> exactly. And if you've liked what you've seen here, you should like, comment, subscribe, share this with all your buds, all that special shit. And before we go, Shank, I have one more bonk pack right here ready to go. I have a bonk pack right here as well. And hopefully the buds at home, you have your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your 
vapes ready, your rigs ready, and edibles. You guys have probably had enough. Oh, you're by now, way late. So. Yeah, just take take another one. Go if, take one. Go, I'll on, be Curtis on this episode. Take one. <laughs> Do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Normally I don't go this way, but take one. Go ahead. Why not? The worst thing that'll happen is you'll fall asleep. Exactly. And with all that being <laughs> Make sure said, you get a beanbag chair. <laughs> fuck yeah, beanbag chair or a nice comfy bed. With all that being said, but 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 believes it, buds. Let's toke toke shaboke. <coughs> all right oh back to kill you kill me a little bit more <coughs> all right once again buds like curtis said before like comment subscribe share this with your buds thank you so much for being here through this conversation if you have any ideas for conversations in the future please let us know we are or, about 30 percent ears between the two of us exactly or if you have some funny stories and shit like that and you possibly want to be on hey fuck it i don't know hit us up Fire us a message. The worst thing we can say is no, and we're probably not gonna. Exactly. <laughs> but with all that being said, we're gonna roll one for the road, and we will see you, buds, next week on the Good Buds Podcast. Later, buds. Later. <laughs>